Self-service is your cosmic comfort zone. An inner beauty school where self-care is celebrated, where getting real with emotions is a treat, and an interest in thoughtful, funny conversations, weird wellness, and astrology is unabashed. It's where being a little self-indulgent isn't just a shame-free act of love. It's a necessary launch pad into a life that's wholly ours. In a world where we feel good about taking up space. Here, we serve our hearts. We learn. We talk shit. We grow. And we tune the F up. Self-service. Hi, my little self-care bears. Thank you for joining me on the second episode of Self-Service. I'm Jericho Mandiba. I'm the editorial director at Girlboss and your fellow student in chilling the F out and learning how to love myself more. We'll be joined by Dr. Lauren, psychologist extraordinaire, and she's going to talk to us about self-care and its relationship with money. Like, despite company's best attempts to market self-care as something you can buy. Um, It really doesn't have to cost anything. Self-care, you know, as I'm sure many of you know, stems from the work of civil rights activists, especially black feminists. And you can think of the Audre Lorde phrase, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it's self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. But despite all that, it's often presented as a thing only rich people do on Sundays. (laughs) Uh, But there's so many ways people can incorporate better self-care without spending any money. So it's about time. It's literally about time. Finding time is hard enough when you're broke. So I think we should talk about that. But also, Jessica Lenyardo is going to explain what our sun, moon and rising signs all actually mean as well as giving us a forecast for this week, January 21st to 27th. Before we get into that, we're going to do something different from the first episode, and that's pick a tarot card for you all this week so we can learn a little bit about it and what the week might hold in store for us all, energetically speaking, of course. There's one YouTuber that I really love who's an astrology teacher called Ethany and she always says take what resonates with you and leave the rest so with that in mind your tarot card for the week is the three of pentacles so what's the deal with the three of pentacles Um, what is it telling us well it's a pentacles card and when people see pentacles they often think of money and while it can be about money It's better to think of it, I think, as prosperity or abundance in like a tangible sense. So like how much or how little we have of comfort, security, stability, things that might signify having a good life, your health, your job, your sex life, your bank account, your living conditions, the natural world around you, if that makes sense. Um, And pentacles are also associated with Capricorn and Taurus and Virgo. So we're talking about very down-to-earth practical stuff. So anyway, in the Three of Pentacles, it's really a card about collaboration. It's about working well with other people to build something extraordinary, something that can't be done unless you harness the power of, you know, cooperation. 
with your friends, your family, your partner, um, even your community. It's asking you how you can make sure that you're fully aligned with the vision of what you want to achieve and that way you can give your very best to a task or a project this week. Compromise is really hard sometimes, especially when everyone wants to do things their way and you feel like you're being pulled in different directions. So let's all agree to not buy into that this week. A good question to ask yourself might be, am I working as a team with the people in my life or am I acting like, you know, it's me against the world? Um, If you can help find common connections with the people around you, you're going to feel much more secure and excited about everything that 2018 is going to bring. And that's a pretty good feeling. And now, Dr. Lauren's back. Dr. Lauren. Joining us now is Dr. Lauren, our go-to psychologist and your personal cheerleader, and we're going to ask her about self-care and money stuff. Hi, Dr. Lauren. Hey, Jericho. How's it going? Good. I'm excited to talk about this. Oh, me too. So, okay, if you had a patient and you wanted to give them a real self-care 101, what's like the first most accessible thing that you would tell them to do that, you know, has nothing to do with pampering yourself or spending money um, when it comes to self-care? Yeah, well, you know, I think so many of us, um, and I was certainly um, guilty of this, think that self-care has to include spending money, mm-hmm. right? So I remember thinking that I was really good at taking care of myself. Even just several years ago, I think, well, damn, I mean, I get a manicure, you know, once every couple of weeks. Um, I make time for that. If some, if I have a handbag in my shopping bag and I'm obsessing about it for a couple of days, I'll buy myself a handbag. I mean, isn't that showing myself that I have value? Mm-hmm. And what I learned about self-care, I learned since having my daughter, Ava. Mm-hmm. So let me explain this to you. So, you know, when I had Ava, I recognized that I put a boundary between Ava and the universe. So the minute that she was born, it was like, (laughs) you know, like the second coming, you know? Um, And so anytime that I was, you know, doing anything, if my phone was ringing and it was Ava's bath time, I never would pick up that phone. Like, it was like, I'm sorry, this is Ava's bath time. And there was a boundary between Ava and everything else. Meeting Ava's needs was most important. Mm -hmm. If it was her meal time, I made sure that she had all the food groups and every meal that she had. I would not take phone calls. I would not respond to emails. It was like, I'm sorry, this is Ava's meal time. Mm -hmm. The same would go with play time, with book time, with everything. It was Ava time because Ava mattered, right? So when I, when I, when Ava was growing up, Ava, as she got a li- like into toddlerhood, she started to look a little bit like me. She moves like me. And I thought, wait a second, I don't really get this. Like, how do I love Ava so, so much, but I still don't like myself? Because really, she's a mini me. So it makes no logical sense. So I thought, well, damn, you know what? Maybe if I treat myself like I treat Ava, I'll start to feel about myself like I feel about Ava. So I did a little experiment. <laughs> and... I started to reevaluate self-care because when I was caring for Ava, I wasn't buying her handbags. Mm-hmm. When I was caring for Ava, I wasn't like, oh, Ava, let's hop in the car and let me go get you a manicure. I wasn't spending money on her, on her care. What I was doing is I was providing time and I was setting boundaries between Ava and the universe. So I was like, well, okay, so now that's what I'm gonna do with Lauren. I'm gonna set boundaries between Lauren and the universe. So when it's Lauren's mealtime, I'm gonna include every food group so that I nourish Lauren's brain and body. And it's gonna be like, the phone's ringing, emails are coming in, it's gonna be like, oh, sorry, Lauren's mealtime. <laughs> and I started to do the same with Lauren's bath time and Lauren's 
you know, so I started to give myself time. And interestingly, when I started to treat myself that way, I started to send myself the message that I had value, that I mattered, that everything else was secondary. And I started to feel about myself like I felt about Ava. So the note there with self-care is that it's free. Yeah. It's free. It's really just time, attention, setting boundaries, and nurturing yourself physically and spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, you know, sitting down and reading a book. How many times did I sit down and read Ava a book every single night? That costs, it, it, it costs nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is we all have to treat ourselves like little precious babies. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, that. But because we are treat ourselves like precious human beings because we are precious human beings. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we don't treat babies like we treat them because they're because they're small. We treat them the way we treat them because they matter. Yeah. Dr. Lauren, thank you so much. There's like so much in there to unpack that hopefully everybody listening got something out of as well. You can follow Dr. Lauren at Dr. D-R double underscore Lauren L-A-U-R-E-N on Instagram and at heylauren.com if I am not mistaken. If you have a question for Lauren um, or for Jessica or for myself for that matter, use the hashtag self-service podcast and thanks again. Okay, thanks, Jericho. We'll hear from our astrologer, Jessica, in just a minute. But before we do that, let's talk about undies. Putting on good underwear in the morning is such an important part of starting your day. You want to feel comfortable. You want to feel confident. You want your mood to be good. And undies surprisingly do that. So I'm talking about me undies and why me undies are the best underwear that you will ever own. They're so comfortable. They're made from sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric. It's three times softer than cotton and they're really, really breathable. They have a bunch of different colors and styles to fit whatever your preference is. If you want boy shorts or bikini or thong, there's literally something for everybody. There's a lot of cute colors and styles to choose from as well. They also have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They say that you will love your undies so much or you can get your money straight back. So right now, Me Undies has an exclusive offer just for self-service listeners. It's 20% off your first pair and free shipping. What are you waiting for? To get your 20% off free shipping and their guarantee and get the best and softest underwear that you'll ever own, go to meundies.com slash self-service. That's meundies.com slash self-service. This offer is for a limited time. So to start wearing the best and most comfortable underwear of your entire life, go to meundies.com slash self-service right now. And now Jessica's here. Welcome back to one of my favorite parts of the podcast. It's the astrology section, which means Woo. Jessica's here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Did, did I woo too soon? I really, I got Never excited. too soon for a little woo. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Thanks for being back. So this week I have a doozy of a question for you. It's like probably complicated, but in short, what's the difference between a person's sun sign and moon sign and their rising sign? 
I love that question. And I, I want everybody to know the answer. So kind of in its most basic form, whenever you're saying, hey, my name is Jessica, what you're saying is, this is my sun, moon, rising. It's kind of what you lead with. The rising sign, also referred to as the ascendant, is the energies you put out into the world. It's the energies you you project into the world. It's often uh, the way you look and how you present yourself. Now, the moon, conversely, is how you feel. It's your emotions. It's how you process and digest information. Uh, It's your past and your memories and uh, parts of your childhood. And then the sun is your identity. It's your sense of self. And so for a person like me, uh, where my sun, moon, and rising are all in the same sign, it's kind of all all equal. But most people have our sun, moon, and rising in different signs. And so this is really important, not only because it marks different parts of our essential nature, but also because there's often a gap between how we feel about ourselves, our identity, and how we want to be perceived. And that's why it's because it's all governed, you know, these different planets govern different parts of us. Yes. And when people say, oh, I don't identify with my sun sign, that maybe because they haven't looked into their moon and rising and their other planets in their chart. Absolutely. And also, a lot of times when people say that they have only a very cursory knowledge of astrology and of what it really means. And there's so much data out there. A lot of it's awesome. A lot of it's not. And so, you know, there's, there's also that not to get too complicated, but it also there's there's several planets that astrologers work with. And so if you have, let's say, Saturn sitting on top of your moon in Leo in your birth chart, you know, your moon in Leo is supposed to be like this big, sh- like I want to be seen by everybody kind of uh, aspect, but Saturn would dampen that. So there's lots of factors that go into what makes a person because we are so complicated. For sure. <laughs> what's for like, sure. What's like the easiest way for someone to find out their sun, moon and rising? Well, the easiest way is to meet with a skilled and practiced astrologer. The cheapest and quickest way is to go on a place like astro.com where you can plug in your exact time of birth, your city and state and your birth date uh, and you and city and state of birth, I should say. And it'll just pull up and your astrological chart. If you don't have your exact time of birth, your ascendant or your rising sign and your moon sign might not be accurate. So check your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And this week, what's happening in the sky? So much. So, okay, on the 23rd, 24th, and 5th, we have a really intense conjunction between Mercury and Pluto. So Mercury is your friends, it's your attitudes, it's your beliefs, and it's communication. And Pluto is intense. It's transformation, um, it's resentments, uh, and, and it can get petty when it's not engaged in healing. So it's always really intense. This combo um, can bring us, you know, I would definitely watch the news uh, to see what comes up because it can bring us a lot of intense confrontation with things that we're scared of. This is a day where you may really want to process with people. Uh, but it's, you know, you want to be careful because what you say you can't take back. And this is a terrible time for gossiping because Pluto works like a boomerang and it comes back at you. Um, then on the 26th, Mars moves into Sag and the moon will be in Gemini. And so what's really interesting about this is there will be a tension between what I want to do and how it makes me feel right? That's, so Mars is what we do and the moon is how we feel. And so 
the kind of the best move around this date is to pace yourself, which will be tricky because from the 26th through the 28th, what we're going to have is a Mercury square to Uranus. And so what this is going to feel like is everything happening really quickly and a compulsion to respond, even if you're not ready. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. A little explosive. So again, you know, this is the time to do your self-care. It's the time to do your grounding or centering practices so that you don't do shit that you later regret. <laughs> Amazing. Jessica, thank yes. you so much for that forecast. Um, where can people find you? Always on the intranet at www.lovelenyato.com. Also, please read my girl boss monthly horoscope, Shay Girl Boss, and then on Instagram or Twitter at Jessica Lenyato. And the way to spell Lenyato, because it is not intuitive, is L A N Y A D. Oh, oh. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. It was so fun. I'll see you next week. Bye. How cool is Jessica? That brings us to the end of the second episode of Self Service. And I would really love it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this show on iTunes. That would be so cool. You can follow me at jericho.mandyburr on Instagram if you so desire. And you can also follow my place of work at Girlboss or at Girlboss Radio. On Facebook, we're called Girlboss Media because plain old Girlboss was taken by a woman in Florida. And she does not want to give it back. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.